Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st. 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio live from 1 till 4. After 4 o'clock, uh, it's the podcast. Same show. And you could hear it at your convenience on the iHeart app, Johnny Ken on demand. Welcome. Technical magic, right? Yeah. We can reappear at four o'clock on demand. That's right. Like a genie out of the bottle. Once hello. Once we do this, it lasts forever. Johnny Ken, do another show. Well, it's not another show. It's this one. But you know, if you miss any of it. Or you want to play it for your friends because it was just too spectacular and they gotta hear this. Right? That could happen today. Sure. No? All right. All right. We we have a lot to get to. We do have money. Uh, we do still have the $1,000, uh, the KFI Inflation Compensation Contest coming up around one twenty, with a keyword to be revealed. Stand by for that. When I heard this morning that there was another mass shooting, well, I wasn't shocked. This is the way life is. However, a bank in Louisville, Kentucky, and I thought, well, are we back to the days of the good old-fashioned bank robber who goes in there with the gun and gets confronted and there's a shootout? And, well, no, within the hour... Uh, it took a while for it to uh, begin to form, but it is a bank employee who had a grudge against his coworkers and opened fire. They're now identifying this person as Connor Sturgeon, 25 years old. We're going to go to Jim Ryan, ABC News for KFI, with uh, more of the detail on uh, what took place this morning in Kentucky. Yes, this uh, Sturgeon person you're talking about there, apparently he's 23 instead of 25, but uh, was either a current or a former employee of that bank. 
uh, walked in uh, at about, uh, well, a little before 9 o'clock, opened fire on these people there using an assault-style rifle. Police were there within just like three minutes, we're told. And they, they rushed into the building. One of the officers was hit, was shot, critically wounded. He had just joined the force uh, within the last few months. Uh, he is still being treated. One other police officer was hurt, was not critically injured. Uh, and, and one other person, a civilian, also was critically, critically hurt. So, you know, there were nine people taken to the hospital. Three have been released, and now six are still there. Was there a security guard in the bank of any kind? Hard to say, and and it's not really clear as to whether this is like a, a bank branch like, you, like you're familiar with. This may be more of a, a, a corporate or an administrative office for this bank, but uh, they were all in a conference room, so they weren't out by the, if, if, if it is that sort of a bank, they weren't out where customers would have been. They were kind of back in a, in a rear area. And it's said that he entered the conference room with the gun, or he had it in there and just began opening fire. Do we know that yet? Apparently, or? yeah. He either walked in with the gun or or was in this meeting. This conference was just going on. But, again, I mean, it was a, a, a rifle he was carrying, so it would have been hard to conceal something like that. Uh, it isn't sure. It isn't clear how, how how this man got this rifle. It's under investigation. And uh, the police chief has not said that uh, whether this man was under the the radar of the police. Didn't look to look as though he had uh, so, prior engagements. With was he a police. current or former employee? I've seen both. I, I've seen both as well. And I'm trying to straighten that out as to whether he still worked there or hadn't. His LinkedIn profile seems to indicate that he was still working there. Yeah, that's what I'm reading, that he was still a bank employee there, but maybe that'll change later. Uh, and they're not sure whether or not he killed himself or they killed him? No, not yet. Uh, that'll be part of the ballistics and the forensics and investigation that goes on that is going to take some time. I suspect there, there'll be yellow tape around that building for quite a long time. And there was apparently a moment this morning where the Louisville governor, I'm sorry, the Kentucky governor, spoke about knowing some of the deceased. Was that true? Well, knowing one, both both the mayor, Craig Greenberg, and the, uh, the governor, Andy Bashir knew the same man, Tommy Elliott, um, who, uh, yeah, apparently was was a friend to both of them, an, an advisor to the governor, may have been a fundraiser of some kind. He said the, the governor said he helped him to get into office. So... Uh, yeah, they, they, so it touches on these people very directly and very personally. All right, Jim, thank you very much for that report. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Jim Ryan, ABC News for KFI on the Louisville bank shooting that took place this morning. And the gunman is dead. Again, not clear whether or not he killed himself or they killed him in a shootout. Um, yeah, they've identified uh, four of the victims, Joshua Barrick, Thomas Elliott, Juliana Farmer and James Tutt. Um, One report says it was overheard on police scanners that Sturgeon was suicidal and had texted a friend that he would shoot up the bank. Yeah, what and we're he, looking for next is what? Social media and text. Well, because that's a lot of these shooters are doing now. The he, uh, Nashville shooter sent a text to someone right before she went to the uh, school to he, kill those people. He uh, live-streamed the shooting on Instagram. No. Police have confirmed that. No. Um his, his father was a very well-known basketball coach at the University of Indianapolis for 15 years and took them to the NCAA tournament five times. And, and most I guess recently, the son played basketball at the high school where yeah. his father was the coach, but uh, yeah, also had other positions. Uh, yeah, he, uh, the father quit from the high school in 2022 saying he wanted to spend more time with Connor and another son. I guess he was a little late for that. Yeah, there's no indication yet exactly what his anger was towards his coworkers. 
he had a profile. He praised the bank's leadership program, writing he can't recommend this program enough. Obviously, at 23, he could not have worked there very long unless he went there right out of high school rather than college. Uh, the opportunity to work with great folks in several areas to see where I fit was immensely beneficial, he wrote. Oh. He had previously worked at the bank for three consecutive summers while he was in college. He did go to the University of Alabama. So he could not have worked there full-time very long, maybe a year or so. Apparently he didn't mean what he wrote. No, he took part in something called the Focus Louisville Program, saying it was an eye-opening experience about many of the issues around Louisville and the people who were working to solve them. And everything was positive. Mm. Uh, That's a cover. uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn and for meeting. Or did something just happen that really uh set him off they always say no, that. Always no say that. it's got to be a long-running mental disturbance he had yeah depressed and angry I, I i don't think i've seen one of these shootings where a guy really had a perfectly normal life and a perfectly normal inner life and then just woke up and decided to blow because of some yeah there's always reason. stuff we don't know yeah. family doesn't know and you can't Sometimes go social media unveils things that have been going on in this person's life but uh, God, you know, I'm I I really am getting bored by this. Like I I've no interest anymore in reading about the background of these guys. When it was new, I used to delve in. And I was looking for patterns and uh, wanting to find out what the central trauma was and what were the symptoms and who knew what. And now it's like, uh, you know, this is this is like uh, getting uh, r- reports of casualties in Ukraine every day, right? First few weeks of a war, everybody's on top of it. And then after a while, it's just back. That is static. human nature. Yeah. Something eventually becomes wallpaper. Yeah, because there's there's becomes rare... white noise, becomes background. Uh, you know, when I heard a study and I have to see if I can find it. I heard about a study that kind of confirms that uh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this in terms of covering shootings because uh, the attention and it's always on the shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't much to say about the victims because they just caught in the crossfire and hate to say it, they probably have ordinary lives and it's very sad. But, you know, and usually when people do talk about the victims, they talk about their lives and how their family loved them. And But then the, the attention goes right over to the shooter. Why did they I, do this? Who are they? Hmm. Why would somebody do something like this? What was going on in their lives that they had to kill people? I don't think it's a coincidence that these things exploded after the era of cable news and internet took hold. In terms of the coverage. In terms of the continuous coverage, yes. We've yet to find somebody, though, that posted, I want to be, well, maybe it was been some, I want to be just like so-and-so. I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. And Although people say you're going to see me on the news. I have seen that one pop up. No, but I think it's a driving force that now you'll know what pain I was in. Now I'll get my revenge. The world will understand. That's inside every one of these people now. It had that had to that had to be one of the differences because guns have been around forever, crazy people have been around forever, disgruntled employees, all of that, right? That's there's nothing new in human nature. But now, if you do this, you'll get a week's worth of coverage, right? And that wasn't true when I was. But a kid. you'll be so half of them are dead now, so they're not exactly going to be able to follow it like this one. So I don't know. They think, uh, I don't care what the afterlife is, but I like the fact that people will be reading about me that I did this. Yeah, I, no, you go down in history. That's what you want. You don't yeah. have to be there to enjoy it. You'll you'll know that as as you leave, uh, they'll be talking about you forever. Yeah, and, and to emphasize the point, I'm seeing the headline everywhere this afternoon on websites, and the headline is everything we know about the Louisville bank shooter, Connor Sturgeon. 
And uh, do we really need to know everything besides this was evil or mental illness or, or both? Uh, no. I mean, but you're right. That was the original motive. And uh, there's that word that people want, want to find out how anybody could do this. And how can we prevent this from happening in well, the future? Apparently we can't. I mean, absent... Well, not uh, with so many hundreds of millions of people in the country and so many hundreds of millions of guns. Uh, yeah, uh, absent confiscating uh, nearly all the guns, uh, I there, there's no uh, there's no answer to this. There's no solution. There's no nothing. So everybody wants to What if to this keep... starts happening 10 times a day? I don't I mean, know. I don't know if there's a theoretical limit for people's psyche to handle or if they would just start tuning it out and it would just be like war numbers. Now, all right, we got more to come. First thing we'll do when we come back <laughs> I mean, is look at all the crap we put up here in L.A. and San Francisco in terms of crime and homeless and insanity. Right. Yeah, it's, it's 10 times what it was uh, five years ago. And uh, there doesn't seem to be any amount of dysfunction that that gets people angry enough to do something. Yeah, and there's the divide because there's the word I use is normalize and right. normalized homelessness and to some extent the crime. And the other side is, well, no, you've normalized mass shootings. Do yeah. something. Yeah. And we're like, well, you do something about homeless and crime. Yeah, well, you've everything's been normalized now. It's, uh, uh, it's uh, end of days. Uh, <laughs> a key word is coming up for your chance to win some money. There's a little bright spot. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, oh, coming up after 1.30, we, we, we got a Moist Line call on Friday. Boy, sometimes, once every 10 years, a Moist Line call leads to something we're going to follow up on, right? I would say maybe a once news every 10 years. Well, it wasn't a news tip. Uh, let's just say jogged uh, a news memory. Ah. Mark Ridley Thomas is now a convicted felon. What do we do about all the things named after him? We'll talk about what they are. The LA Times did do a story back in 2021 after he got indicted, and uh, uh, we'll get into the details of what has to be changed. It's nothing too exciting, but there are quite a few oh, but this ego buildings bag, and bridges. And, this ego bag should not have a single thing named after him, uh, well, unless it's, it's his jail cell. It's they, a quandary. Remember, there are a lot of tributes after he was found guilty. A lot yeah. of people felt this is just horrible. Oh, no. They've taken away yeah. an incredible voice for the people. There, were, there weren't tributes when the other two guys got convicted. Exactly. What is that? What, what is this Mark Ridley Thomas cult? Like the world <laughs> could not have survived without him. Uh, you Bellow nailed it when you said this a couple of weeks ago. His personality was so strong and commanding that people just boo backed off and bowed. My leader, my leader. <laughs> did, like, did I tell like you? I said James Earl Jones. He sounds like the voice of yeah, authority. Him, yeah. Did I tell you about this article I read? And uh, I should read the whole thing someday on the air, but I'll just give you a little snippet because it it really summed up the way I have thought the world works. Yeah. And this guy put it like. A real fine point on it. He's he's a, he's a law professor and, and a political writer, and he wrote that eighty percent of humanity are followers, cattle. All right, wow. there are fifteen percent that are leaders, and most of them are sociopaths. No conscience. <laughs> that leaves five percent. Five percent are people like you and me, libertarian types who don't want to lead, although we could. Don't want to follow, although we could. We just want to be left alone. <laughs> and he said, oh, I like that, but I thought there was more of us than that. No, he thinks there's only 5%. And he goes, and our 
our little group is never going to lead because there's simply not enough of us, nor do we particularly care enough to lead. Hmm. But the sociopaths want to lead. They want to be in charge, right? And a lot of them are stupid, but they've got that certain drive. So that's why you have so many bosses in life who are just flat out stupid. And you wonder, how did they become a boss? They're so stupid. Well, because intelligence has nothing to do with it. It's that they <laughs> wanted to be there. Whereas 80%, they don't want to be anything. They just want to follow. And they rarely, rarely want to uh, overthrow a leader. But if they do, it's only to replace with another leader. But they another need another psychopath? A, uh, yeah, another psychopath, right. But they have to have a leader. They have to have someone to look up to, right? And, yeah. That's you know, the way a lot of the stories are written, too, about our political leadership. Right. They're, they're, guiding they're, us through a crisis. You know, it's the people who show up at your company meeting and they're always applauding all the. In, oh. inane statements that are made and all the rah-rah, go-go, BS cliches. And you always have, oh, look at that. The platitudes. And I read that the other day, and I just stopped, and I stared at it for a while. I said, no, this guy's got it. That's it. That's it. 80-15-5, and I'm stuck in the five. Wow. What's this guy's name? You should look this up. I'd like to know who um, it is. Uh, Interesting he's, theory. He's, he's, I'll, 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 I'll find it during the news. His name escapes me right now. But I, I, I know where to find it. All right. Now, I like to do this every now and then. This is always fun. Uh, this is for John. And, and I guess, Deborah. what were we doing at this time on Friday? Oh, oh silence. What were you doing? Both of them, silence. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I know what I was doing. You were doing the show. Yes. We were talking about on the radio show. A lot of the first hour and a half. Ah, mm. The police chase. Oh, <gasps> oh duh. Yeah, well, the attempted murderer mm -hmm. that they there was a two hour pursuit that started just afternoon ended up in Carson. Did I help you now? Right. Yes. And the guy picked up a second car along the way. That's correct. And but we, we didn't know if we he missed one detail, and I guess it really wasn't known until now. Here comes the story. She knows what it is. I, I do. Know. I know you know, and you didn't say this on Friday because but I, I guess didn't you didn't know. see it either. No, I didn't no. know until the weekend. All right, this is from Fox 11. The report is from Alexi uh, Chibachian. This is our little puppy that uh, was actually brought in by LAPD to us from the uh, car chase from yesterday. This eight-week-old pup with one blue and one brown eye is now recovering at the South LA Animal Shelter after being stuffed into a purse and tossed out of a moving car during a wild pursuit. Miraculously, the mixed-breed pooch wasn't hurt. All is well, as you can see, this little puppy is doing just fine. And so we just wanted to be able to go and let your viewers know that all is well. It's slowing down again. Oh, whoop, 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 whoop. Sky Fox was overhead as the wanted Almost. car slowed down near 56th and Figueroa Streets, where the pup was tossed out. LAPD officers yeah. quickly and, rescued uh, him, LA... later sharing this photo, his head and paw popping out of a Michael Kors handbag. <laughs> Officers were chasing a 27-year-old man wanted for attempted murder and carjacking. The two-hour-long high-speed chase weaved throughout L.A. County, the suspect switching cars at one point. The truck, it looks like for some reason the truck is slowing down now. Doors are open. There, there they go. One, two, three... Oh, he's trying to carjack somebody. No, 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 no. He was actually jumping into a getaway car. The chase finally ended in Carson, where the suspect, Gustavo Alvarez, was arrested after trying to run from police. Two women were also arrested for their involvement in the pursuit, but it's not clear who the puppy belonged to. So people should not be rushing here to adopt 
him? Not at this time. They can reach out to try to get additional information from the shelter, but at this time, the puppy is on hold, so it's going to be a little bit. A little bit. So we want to re repeat, this dog is not adoptable right now. He is going to be on that hold throughout an investigation, but there are so many other animals that are available for adoption. They are looking for their forever homes, and they're in shelters all across our area. And this weekend, they're offering a reduced adoption fees at all L.A. City animal shelters. We've got more information on that on our website at foxla.com. All right, that's from Fox 11. Yeah, the puppy's so cute, his head sticking out of the bag so with his paw cute. up on the and top. And... Deborah knows what kind of bag it is. Well, again, I saw it on the news. It's a Michael Kors handbag. Right, so... Is there something about it that you could throw a dog no, it's, out it's of a just, moving car and it No, it's it was a large or? it's a large purse. Uh -huh. So the dog was able to It wasn't a a dog purse though. It's just a regular purse. But it, yeah. I guess I guess this we can endorse it as the right purse. Oh, I see what to you're toss saying. If you have to quickly, you know, oh come on, dump okay. a dog out of a car, you put him in did, a purse. Now, did be... this happen before we picked up the chase or did we just miss this? I think we missed this. You didn't see a bag rolling out no. of the car? No. You saw the people running out of the car. Yes, I did. She, she would have noticed the bag. I would have noticed, and I certainly would have noticed a cute little puppy's face hanging out. Or head. So we have 27-year-old Gustavo Alvarez is the man they arrested, attempted murder and carjacking that occurred on March 26th. Uh, that's why they were chasing him. Uh, two women, Lynette Moreno, 27, and guess who? A 25-year-old named Michelle Zamudio is the one that picked him up. It was a woman. Who mm -hmm. provided the second getaway Boy. vehicle? She, he's got his little entourage there, huh? Well, called the Uber Chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little uh, little group of women willing to protect him and help yeah. him escape. And well, they nabbed her too at the end of the chase. But uh, good thing the dog. I have to keep repeating. You cannot adopt this dog. Ken, why don't you put your name on the list? I don't think there is a list. I'm sure there's a huge list of people. I want the puppy. Was that the one? An amazing purse? puppy. I would guess it was one of the women's, right, yeah. Michael Kors. It looks like, you know, a very large woman's bag. <laughs> uh, wait, a very large bag or a very large woman's bag? It's a large handbag. If you see the, did you see the photo, John, in the story with the dog in it? It's no, a huge no, no, bag. just the way you said it, a very large woman. Oh, okay. Her bag. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I found that article. Yeah, no, that's right. It's that man who says and, that uh, we're the 5%. Well, that's right. Us. Uh, well, yeah, it is us. Uh, his name is uh, Glenn Reynolds. Uh, his uh, column is on instapundit.substack.com. Instapundit.substack. And, and, and the title is, It Should Be Safe to Be Unpopular. And I'm not gonna, uh, you have to read the thing to understand where it goes. But he starts off by asking the question, is wokeness a religion? And, which is something that I yeah. think is clear that it has become a religion, a cult, and, and he, yeah, and he talks about how religion is really embedded in the human brain, and even though the traditional religions are losing popularity, uh, wokeness is one of the new religions. And uh, a little ways down, he says, religion religion is something that actually binds human beings together, whether it's an old time version of it or these modern political social issue religions but he he wrote uh religion wasn't the only binding agent for humans another was leaders based on observation i'd say that about 80 percent of people basically want to be led they might in the extreme rise up against a bad enough leader but probably just in the hopes of a better one about 15 percent want to be leaders of some sort not necessarily top dog they want to exercise authority over their peers the remaining 5% more or less don't want to be either followers or leaders in general. They might be either from time to time situationally, but they're not drawn to be one or the other. He goes, you can argue about the numbers here, but I think they're pretty close. And the relative proportions are too. And it's probably genetic uh, that that people have these desires. Hmm. And uh, I bet you there's not a lot of recognition, though. A lot of people say, oh, I'm in that 5%. I don't want to lead. Yeah. I don't want to follow. And 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 the people who want to control. Yeah, you're saying eighty percent of us are in the uh, follow group. Follow group. Yeah, yeah. No, They'll deny a, it. <laughs> no, nobody wants to be called a follower, cattle, sheep. You know. No, of course not. Because it makes you sound primitive and dumb. Well, eighty eighty percent don't want to don't want to take charge, and they don't want to be left alone. You see, that's the thing. They, they, they want somebody to tell them what to do. They want someone to look up to, someone to believe in. They need that leader. And you, you see this in the workplace all the time. You see this with, with politics all the time. Voters will have their little party, their religion. They have their political leader. He's like the high priest. And you can't tell them bad news about their high priest. They don't hear it, Okay. The way uh, a lot of people didn't want to hear the bad news about the uh, about the priests molesting little boys in the Catholic Church. They don't want to hear it if they made an emotional investment and that's their guy. All right. Well, speaking of leaders, uh, playing the Moist Line calls on Friday, one of them mixed in there, said, what are we going to do? Well, he was lamenting the fact that there is a bridge named for Mark Ridley Thomas. And there sure is. It stretches over La Cienega Boulevard and links Kenneth Hahn Park 
to something called the Stoneview Nature Center. The El Segundo Times and one of its uh, crack writers, Emily Alpert Reyes, did a story back in October of 2021, not long after Ridley Thomas was indicted, saying, what are we going to do about all the sites that bear his name? Of course, the article then was, what do we do now that he faces charges? And the consensus was, well, nothing. He's innocent until proven guilty. We're not even going to consider this right now. Why are you even asking? I'm paraphrasing, but <laughs> but now he's convicted. What do we do? We not only have this bridge, we have a wellness center, a high school health center, a youth facility, and something called a constituent service center is <laughs> named after Mark Ridley Thomas. And there's the Mark Ridley Thomas Behavioral Health Center at MLK Junior Medical Campus. And you know, I, and all the tributes to him after he was convicted, they credit him with uh, keeping that hospital open. Uh, I don't know what he did. I guess he maneuvered some money or did something to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, maneuvered some money. Uh, the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County had been planning to break ground on a new commons, one to feature an entrance plaza named for Mark Ridley Thomas. Now, John, is that your dream, that something will be named after you one day? Maybe that little park you work out in every day there on the west side? No. Or no, once I'm in the ground, I'm done. You know, every, every, Maybe a uh, vegan restaurant named uh, after Deborah Mark. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> See, she likes that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she needs the attention. Me, uh, me, 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 me. Yeah. So in trying to follow this up, obviously he was only found guilty a couple of weeks ago. There isn't really any update on this, I'm sure. Who's ever uh, named these buildings are not sure yet what they want to do. Well, we uh, should start a movement to have his name torn down off of everything. Yeah. I mean, the Mark Ridley Thomas Behavioral Elf Center. Behavioral? Really? <laughs> what? Does that treat kleptomania, which is the uh, you know compulsion to steal? Yeah, I don't know why they have to name buildings and landmarks after political because, hacks. It's always escaped because, me. Because that's part of the deal. That's understood. They want the legacy, right? Oh, it's like, it's like so many people who donate money to hospitals or any kind of public building. They want the thing named after them. They won't give the money unless it's named after them. Oh, is that right? That's a stipulation often? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought that was that's... just a way of the, say, they, they recognize it and say, well, name it after you. No, no they sometimes want it's a demand. Mm. No, the people with, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of ego cases out there. Now, sometimes it's a thank you. But the thank you is strategic. It's to entice you to donate more money. Look mm -hmm. what we did. A hundred years from now, people will know your name. So please give us more money. We'll name something else after you. If you walk through LAX and the uh, uh, the big section there for foreign flights, uh, now it's, of course, it's Tom Bradley International Terminal. Yeah. But in there is a Tony Villar Pavilion. Because Villaraigosa was mayor when they started to redo that whole section. They well, oh, that's it. permanent? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Villar Pavilion. Oh, man. How do we get that rescinded? It's like a little entranceway, I think. I think I saw it. So, so it's like for crooks and stupid people? Well, <laughs> is, that, is that the uh, criteria here? The story also Tony mentions Villar. that they were going to name a planned park in Porter Ranch for family members of Mitch Englander. Oh, well. <laughs> the planned Bloom Park was slated to have an Englander pavilion. Yeah, now they're going to call it the Prostitute Pavilion. I looked it up. Yeah, but it's Bloom Park because it's named for his late mother and sister, Linda and Natalie Bloom. But I just put it into the search, 
And all it came up with in Porter Ranch, it just says park. Park. I'm not sure it ever got a name because they weren't sure what to do. But we're going to be looking for these follow-up stories as to whether or not they're going to peel the Mark Ridley Thomas name off of all of these uh, institutions. Is there anything Garcetti has been uh, got his name on? That's a good question. I don't know that. We should look that up. I've not heard of anything. Maybe a men's room somewhere? There... Um, some homeless center, some <laughs> park that's full of homeless, something where there's a bad odor coming from it. And Mike Bonin, too. He should have things See, because after That's him. what I'll remember about Eric Garcetti uh, is it's a bad odor that hung over Los Angeles while he was here from all the uh, from yeah. all the vagrants. You know what? This article also had a little bit of extra entertainment because it was written at the time in October 2021 when the uh, charges were fresh. Yes. And it, it quotes his attorney uh, saying that. Uh, Ridley Thomas was shocked by the allegations. They are wrong, and we can look forward to disproving them, Michael J. Proctor said in a statement. The old day in court, right. At, at no point in his career has he abused his position for personal gain. Oh, well. <laughs> We're going to allow due process to take its course. Well, I guess it did. What else was he supposed to say back then, right? <laughs> we, will prove, we will disprove them. Hmm. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. John and Ken show on KFI. Yeah, hey, coming up, one of the big stories last week was the expulsion from the Tennessee state legislature of two state representatives who were involved in a gun control protest. Uh, These two state representatives were three who were charged with this offense. They basically let protesters into the balcony of the state house and kind of took over the place for the better part of an hour. So the largely Republican state legislature decided to take up the case against expelling them. And the word came down late last week that two out of three were expelled. They were two young black men. Well, the twist in the story is on its way. The city council in Nashville, Tennessee, is probably going to reinstate one of them because that's what they're allowed to do under the ejection rules. They get to pick the replacement. And they're going to send Justin Jones probably right back to the state legislature. We'll talk about it after 2 o'clock with Justin Finch, ABC News for KFI. The other guy, probably the same thing. I think it's a Shelby County Commission is going to vote later this week on who's going to replace that legislator. They're likely to send him back, too. This could go on forever. Pearson, right. This could ping pong. You think they're they're going to vote to to reject him again, to eject him? Wouldn't that be funny? I think we can ask that question. As soon as they show up, it's like, no, you're out of here again. Let's hold a vote. Well, they have to. Well, they have to hold the vote. And it's going to be two thirds, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Now, the woman that uh, held on is a white woman who actually indicated that this could have been uh, racial is why she uh, survived the vote. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. She was in the same group with the, the other two there. <laughs> but she had, uh, I think, uh, seven less votes than uh, one of the Yeah, she survived by one vote. Right. One vote right. short of the two So there were, there were seven guys who said, well, we'll spare the white woman. <laughs> That's literally what they said on the uh, House floor? I can read minds. <laughs> Humans aren't complicated. Uh, of course, one of the big problems in the United States, and we were just talking about this last week, regards uh, the homeless problem, is fentanyl. Uh, you probably know by now the Skid Row 
Housing Trust, which operates 29 buildings in downtown L.A., which is supposed to be considered permanent supportive housing for the homeless, is going bankrupt. And one of the problems is uh, the places are getting demolished, the apartments, by high homeless people, drug dealers, other criminals, roaming abouts. And I think one of the big factors that has made that problem worse in the last number of years is fentanyl. Uh, it's really doing a lot of damage. So it's leading to more and more talk about what to do. And now we have several Republicans who would like to invade Mexico. What do you think of that? Anybody put your hands up? Do you want to invade yeah, Mexico? No, absolutely. What we, yeah, we ought to be dropping bombs on all the uh, fentanyl factories. The cartels? We ought to drop bombs on, on the cartel, uh, on their leadership buildings. They can't outdo our bombs. We can't have a ground war with them. They're too well armed. But we yeah. can't have an air war. And we know where this stuff is getting produced. We can, we can track their distribution lines. So, Just start blasting them. Trump, of course, has been talking about sending special forces and using some type of cyber warfare to target the cartels. Missiles. Uh, uh, the Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas and Mike Waltz of Florida, Republicans, introduced a bill seeking authorization Wait. for the use of military force to put us at war with the cartels. See, not with Mexico, but with the cartels. Same thing. The cartels are the Mexican government. The Mexican government are the cartels. This is all diplomatic, uh, nicey-nice. This is just diplomatic dancing. It's the same, Senator it's the same Tom entity. Cotton of Arkansas said he's open to sending U.S. troops into Mexico to target the drug lords. Yeah, they're terrorists. Even without Mexico's position. I'm, I'm sorry, permission. Here, here's the comparison in this uh, political article. 71,000 Americans died in 2021, mostly from fentanyl. Far higher than the 58,000 killed during the entire Vietnam War, which ran about eight years. Well, that's apples and oranges. Eight, no? eight years worth of war equals one year of fentanyl. Well, that's a lot of death. And it comes from a, a, a foreign country, uh, this, this, this enemy uh, terrorist group. Uh, how, how do you not stop them if you're a responsible government? I mean, I, I really don't understand this. The reason this was kicked up a notch is because the president of Mexico, AMLA, we call him, uh, said yeah, basically it's the U.S. drug problem is the U.S. problem. You know what? So the reason that these politicians are getting worked up is because he seems to have no interest in doing anything about the fentanyl distribution from we, that country. We, we had 20 years of war in Afghanistan, spent about a trillion dollars when, when 3,000 people died on 9-11. And look at all the carnage in Iraq, which was really stupid. Right. Uh, I don't understand how 70,000 from this crowd that's it's poisoning everybody. I, I don't get it. We're supposed to stand there? And what's with cyber warfare? What, are we going to block their email addresses? I mean, this, this, yeah, this, we, treat them like terrorists. That's what they are. They're drug terrorists. Use missiles to take out drug labs. What? What would happen if we used some missiles to take out the drug labs? What would happen? I don't think the Mexican government would respond. And yeah, what say, are they going to? This gonna, is an act of war. I doubt that. What are they going to do about it? What um, are they going to do about it? Expel our ambassador? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Please, not that. Anything but that. Uh, the Mexican president last week asked the Chinese government to do something about all the materials being sent to Mexico. To make the fentanyl. See, that's kind of how it works. The components, a lot of them come in from China. 
And then mm-hmm. there are these yeah. drug labs in Mexico where they put the drugs together and then well, push them over the border. Uh, you know, the, the people that China didn't kill with the uh, COVID virus, they're going to try to kill with the fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, y- y- people are evil, right? Countries, uh, country, country uh, governments can be evil. Hmm. Uh, t- uh, cri- criminal groups can be evil. You have to kill evil. And if you won't do it, we're going to come do it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say to the Mexican president. I, I'm, I would like to see Biden wouldn't do this because he's half dead. But Trump would do this, right? Let's imagine Trump lays down the law with the Mexican president and says, you know what? We're going to rain missiles down in your drug labs uh, Friday at noon. What do you think the Mexican president does? He calls up the drug cartel buddies who are busy uh, funneling money to him on the side and say, guys, we, we got to stop. He warns them. We got, we, well, yeah, because <laughs> either stop or you're getting a missile in your head. So what do you want? All right, we got more coming up, including uh, the strange turnaround. A big story from last week. The two Tennessee State House representatives who were expelled from the state legislature may be returning already. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And, uh, oh, wow. That remark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys you know what this playground could use a wine country huh a redwood forest would be cool ski slopes wait did we just invent california discover why california is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket legal shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years they connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done legal shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iheart pplsi does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms.